What up, though? This is Pop Culture 223, a podcast where we talk about firearms, the Second Amendment, gear, and the culture. Get it popping with us on this journey. Let's go. What up, though, everybody? This is another episode of the Pop Culture 223 Podcast. It's been a minute. We've been on a little vacation, I want to call it. Hiatus, sure. chilling in the background, work, family, everything. But we back in the studio again. I'm bringing you a good one today. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm excited. Yeah, Bear's excited, so you might take the lead. I'm just going to ask some questions <laughs> and try to and try, try to keep this in, you know, a good good hour, hour and a half of conversation. But first, I want to thank uh, one of our affiliates is Walker Talk America. Uh, Walker Talk America is focuses on bridging the gap between mental health and responsible firearm ownership. Mm-hmm. How are they doing that, you ask? They believe that by improving the quality and availability of mental health resources to gun owners, they can reduce suicide by firearms. Yes, sir. They are paving the way by educating mental health professionals about gun culture and the breaking negative stig and breaking negative stigmas around mental health and, and firearms, gun owners. So they're saving lives by that. Um, you can go on uh, Walker Talk America. Um, I'm gonna put the, uh, the the link in in the descriptions, but you can go take a, a mental health screening for free. You don't have to you know say anything or say who you are. It's just anonymous. So, but what it does is it lets you know where your levels at. You know your mm-hmm. mental health level at the time. And if you need help, they got other. You can go forward with that. So if, Good if you come up, I guess if you come up on red, <laughs> snarling <laughs> like the emoji, <laughs> you can go further. You know what I'm saying? They got resources that they can help you with on that. But I want to thank Walker Talk America uh, for sending us some good uh, swag today. Um, we got some, some things. We got Walker Talk America bands. I got a little uh, stuff in there for the, for the guests today. But like I said, I want to thank Walker Talk America for being a part and, and sending us the goodies today. Yes, sir. Um, our guest today, I'm going to let him introduce himself. He go by Rhett. Rhett, I don't know what your last name is. Uh, but yeah, but I'm gonna let you introduce yourself. So go ahead, the uh, audience. My name is Red Ashton. I'm uh, originally born and raised in Michigan, so I grew up in the Romeo slash Washington Township area. Yep. yep. So now I live in uh, I live in Madison Heights. I've been right. there for gosh, going on almost 20 years now. So uh, I moved uh, I moved to Royal Oak after college, and I basically never left. So <laughs> yeah, I've got one son. Um, he's 11 years old. He's a huge baseball player, shooter. Uh, you know, he's my little mini me. That's for sure. So that's cool. That's cool. So you teach him. You teach. So you you are teaching him about firearms safety and all that good stuff. Oh, 100%. Yeah, without a doubt. That was, believe it or not, that's kind of how I got into this whole entire thing. To be honest with you. Okay. So growing up, I was a big. Uh, you know my. Came from a big hunting family. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad's a huge hunter, still hunts to this day almost every single day during hunt season. So, um, growing up, firearms were just always a part of my life. So, when I was a kid, 
you know, in the backyard, flanking beer cans and, you know, maybe your occasional squirrel or bird like a dumb idiot. But uh, so when my son was turning eight years old, I bought him his first rifle. Kind of like how that was for me growing right, up, right? right? So I bought him a, a Ruger 1022, you know, classic. just basically a mm-hmm. classic 22 rifle, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I couldn't leave let enough alone, so I wanted to make it awesome, right? I wanted to put a nice stock on it, maybe, you know, make it colorful for him, mm-hmm. you know, like every little boy would want, right? Right, right. Well, I went down a rabbit hole on the internet. <laughs> I, uh... There you go, that rabbit hole. Yeah, there's a rabbit hole. You got so, lost like Alice for a minute, huh? Yeah, oh yeah. So not only did I find all the accessories I was looking for, I found a forum about shooting, like a PRS-style shooting, right? Mm. So next thing I know, it's 3 o'clock in the morning, and I'm ordering a <laughs> rifle off the internet. So, All right, so <laughs> there go that rabbit hole again. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're going to definitely get into that, man. Mm-hmm. But I, first, I want to mention something about hood news, all right? <laughs> hood news. And I don't know if, you know, the people pay attention to, hopefully everybody pays attention to the podcast. You go on the podcast, you subscribe, you keep your updates. I was on there the other day talking about how I had three police officers that came knocking on my door <laughs> at 3 o'clock at night with no lights, no cars, no nothing, just dressed in black with flashlight, banging on my door, trying to get in. Probably about 45 seconds or something within to the conversation, they was like, well, it's Oak Park Police, whatever, whatever. So I go to the door, cocked and ready, right? But let's fast forward. Well, we're going to rewind a little bit. In Ferndale, <laughs> Three men from Metro Detroit was charged with for uh, allegedly impersonating police officers breaking into homes in Ferndale, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Wow! This happened in August, and I guess they caught up with them like in December. But they're going to court right. on the 18th. But I'm saying that to say like, I w- <laughs> you got to be ready because I-, I thought they were trying to get me. When the police came to my house, <laughs> knocking on the door. Uh, and it is crazy that they caught three guys in Ferndale doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, it, you know what I'm saying? It couldn't. It might not have been them or whatever situation, but I wasn't taking that chance, right? Right. So, you know. Especially with that being so close to me, but that's still not that far from you. That's still within that, you know. That's next that, door. That, that kind of squarish yeah, area. I mean, you got to be you know, an so idiot to like, do anything you know, in Ferndale or <laughs> Oak Park because police don't do nothing. Royal Oak, all of that. Yeah, they, they just riding up and down the street. Um, looking for stuff, man. It's, but let's man. let's let's jump into the topic, man. And I know <laughs> Bear want to get into this real quick. <laughs> so we got Red here. <laughs> and Red is a precision rifle uh, uh, competitor. In, like He shoot competitive precision rifle. And I met Red. He came to my job. He had a shirt on that said precision rifle, whatever, whatever. So I know we were doing podcasts. We talk about, you know, education, training, uh, firearms. But, you know, that's the education, the training in the community. I was like, man, that's, it's a guy I want you to talk to. I didn't let him know it was me because <laughs> I didn't want to, like, you know, like I'm a fan. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I, I could, I, I, I'm at work, work and I right. couldn't really talk about that at work. So I just let it go. So I called I contacted him later, and we, you know, we here now. But he is a precision rifle uh, competitor, and what, like, this introduced kind of like what, uh, what leagues you're in mm-hmm. and competing, and um, how long you've been competing in the league. All right. Well, um, so I shoot in, I guess, the two, maybe, well, I guess you could say three different leagues. Mm-hmm. So. 
um, starting at the, the lowest level, you've got rimfire competition. So similar to my rifle that's over there, but it's strictly 22 long rifle. Mm. So, and it literally looks identical mm-hmm. to that rifle, but Just it's 22. 22. Okay. That's it. So there's two different series. There's the NRL 22, which is a nationwide type series where they shoot the same course of fire every single month, every single club, you know, match director who sets up the course of fire for mm-hmm. that month. It's all exactly the same. Same size targets, same distances, same everything. Gotcha. And then points are tracked throughout the season, and then there's a national championship at the end of the year. What's the, what's the I don't mean to break you, but what's the, like, the max, because we're talking 22, yep. what's the, like, the max distance that you So, for at? this series, max distance, it, it, I guess the whole point of this series is to make competition accessible to every single range. Gotcha. So, the course of fire is under 200 yards. Okay. But you can, there's options to where you can only go out to 100 yards. Okay. So every single range can do it. So okay. I guess not every single course of fire is exactly the same. It's just, well, the targets are the same. Right. But it's just different distances. The match is the same, but it's the just match a is the same. The, the target, yep. the distance is different. Got yeah, and that's the, the what initially got me started in the sport because it was easily accessible. Mm-hmm. It was inexpensive. I didn't have to spend, you know, thousands of dollars on a rifle. And, uh, you know, just getting into it, I didn't, you know, I, I just thought it was the coolest thing. I'm like, let's do it, right? So as I go deeper down in the rabbit hole, then I found the other series, which is much larger than uh, the NRL, which is the PRS. So that's a pre- precision rifle series. So they have two different series. They have a rim fire similar to the NRL 22, but then they also have the center fire, which, um, which I shoot in. So it's broken down. By they have a regional series and then a pro series. Mm. So a uh, regional series is typically you shoot matches in your region. Um, so here in Michigan, we're in the Great Lakes region, so which includes Indiana, Illinois, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Michigan. Right, you know? Naturally, yeah. Yep. So um, and then the pro series, it, well, hold on, let me digress. The regional series is typically a one-day match, usually around 100 rounds. It's once a month for five or six months. Okay. And then those regional points add up, and then there's a regional championship. And then you can earn points. The more points you earn, you know, which gives you an invitation to the national championship. So let me ask you this. Um, and I know you talk. So how did you get into it? Was it because of the, you, you You get yeah. hunt with your son? Or yeah, it was it literally all. I mean, I've always been a shooter. I love target shooting. by rifles for yeah. so. There I was. So, 3 a.m. <laughs> there it was, 3 a.m. In the bed, my wife like turning the damn phone off, right? By the PR rifles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I literally, the very first precision rifle I bought was a Ruger. Okay. A Ruger precision rifle okay. and 22 long rifle. Okay. I went straight to 22. And a great rifle, but, you know, when it comes to the type of precision you need, not the mm-hmm. best rifle. Okay. You know what I mean? So I, I kept on progressing, 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 and, uh, you know, I, I would get better. So I went to my very first match with that RPR, and I think I, for open division, I granted this is only like 10 or 12 guys yeah. at the competition. So open, so... Open division, give us, like, what what. Oh, open. sorry, sorry. Yeah, so you have a production class and then mm-hmm. an open class. So it's kind of like accident. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but, yeah. you know, people so production, like, oh, yeah. at the time, I think the production class means that the MSRP 
of the rifle and the scope cannot exceed, I think at that time it was $1,000 or $1,200, I think. Um, Now I believe it's up to $1,500 because, you know, the sport has just progressively gotten crazier over time. And then anything after that, well, with production class, you can't change the stock, Mm -hmm. you can't change the trigger, you know, basically out of the box, throw a scope on it, Mm -hmm. you're done. I mean, you can put a bipod and stuff like that on it, but... Um, no modifications. Yeah, no modifications less, yeah. whatsoever. Open class is pretty much everything. Anything goes. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a big jump, obviously, mm-hmm. between you know that. So um, so my first match, I did pretty well. I think I placed first in the production class, and I was like, "Wow, this is super fun." I mean, I had a blast. It was awesome. And uh, next thing I know, I was at the store <laughs> three days later and I upgrading my rifle. I'm like, Oh, I could do better than that. So I literally I shot be one a little bit better than this. Yeah. <laughs> I shot one match in production class and then I went and built a custom rifle right after that. So, so but I want to give you some kudos to give you some flowers. The other day you told me you came into, uh, out of what? 200 shooters. What was it? What was it? Rimfire? Yeah, so for the rimfire. So the PRS, I qualified for the national championship. Nice. So, um, so they take the top 250 shooters in the country, nice. and uh, I placed 101st out of 250. Ooh, that's and nice. My very that's first, what's up. So yeah, my first full season in the in the, you know, in the PRS. And but so, what about the national, the NRL? You can the NRL. So NRL, I did not shoot the national. I qualified for the national championship oh, okay. this year, but I had other family obligations the weekend of the national championship, which was on Memorial Day weekend. Mm. So um, I already had other plans, so I didn't shoot the national championship for NRL. Okay. So this how, year I plan to. So how many? I guess it's like IDPA, USPSA. You gotta qualify. You gotta go to. You have to go to so many matches to qualify for. The yeah, National yeah. There's a minimum amount of matches that you need to go to to at least qualify, and then obviously a minimum amount of points. I was gonna ask, is it points or matches? But no, it's it's, it's, it's both. It's one. It's 100 based off of points. So with the NRL, um, they changed it up a little bit this year the way their scoring system goes, but um, basically it, it, it's similar to PRS if. You um, so the winner of a match gets a hundred points, and then the point system below that is based off a of percentage of the winner. So, say you have a course of fire that's a hundred and four rounds, right, or hundred and four impacts total. So, if say the winner gets ninety five impacts out of that one hundred four, and second place gets ninety three or ninety two, so the the their score is based off a of percentage of what the winner got. So, you know, so you're only two shots down from the winner. You right. get like, you know, 90 something percent. Right. And then that's how the scoring system goes. Okay. So I know there's a formula involved in there too. I don't, I'm not too sure about what the formula is. They do it all for you. I just look it up online and I can see it. You just go out and shoot and win. Yeah, I just so, go out you know. and shoot and wait and see. I just try to win. That's the right. whole thing. That's what I, you just I'm go out and shoot and win. points yeah. and then yeah. I'm good. So. That's what's up, man. Yep. Um, so I, I this year in the PRS, well NRL twenty two division in the regional, there's two clubs here in Michigan that I usually shoot at. Only one score counts, but I like to get the practice in anyway. So um I haven't finished out of the top five in any match this year. So um, what what two places are they? Pardon? What where what places are oh, they? Oh, okay. So there's a first club is in Lapeer. It's at Lapeer Sportsman's uh Congress or Lapeer okay. Sportsman's Center mm-hmm. or something. And then the other one's at the Livingston County um, Conservation. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's over in Brighton area. Okay. Um, that's a nice venue, um, real organized. A lot of shooters show up at that place. A lot of top shooters, too. So, 
what's the uh what's the prize table looking like? I was gonna ask that too. Well, the prize table at the national championship was impressive. So um typically in a regional match there is no prize table. You just basically get a little trophy or right, right, a little right. placard or something like that. But um at the national championship year, the or this year, prize table was probably close to almost two hundred thousand dollars worth of stuff. Yeah. Whew. I mean, it's uh, big money. I mean, well, I would say maybe a hundred thousand dollars. I wouldn't say two hundred. Still, that's. I'm that's just trying still, to do the math in my big, head. Though, I mean, yeah. I mean, the first three things, you know, the, the I guess you know, first place, the winner, he picked up a you know six thousand dollar custom rifle. Was the first, you know, I mean, that right there is crazy, <laughs> right? So yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah. So and then they got a lot of scopes, you know, scopes. I mean, scopes are three grand. Right. Right. Three thousand dollars for a scope. Hey man, one of these days, because I was wondering if he was gonna say he goes where we go, we're gonna take him out to Blue Water with us. Oh, I'm a member at Blue Water. Right. Oh, yeah. well, let's, let's, yeah, I was let's, there yesterday. Let's cook something up, yeah, man. Get yeah. up on that 600 yard or that 200 yard with him, man, and lay down and just get do they something. They had their 600 yard shoot yesterday. Did they? Yeah. Okay. Oh, they, yeah. 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 Them old there. timers be out there. Oh yeah. <laughs> and the wheelchairs and the lamp boy down. Boy. Let me take a look at Bowser's and Swedish. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they got <laughs> old school guns out there. Yeah, man. That's on oh, the 600 yard shoot with them old boys. That's yeah, they out they out there. So let me ask you this: you know, in the game. You know, like, you know, me and him play sports and, you know, everybody, we get prepared. We go in there and listen to our hip hop or whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, what's like the game ritual to get you mentally ready? Because, like, we shoot, com- I got him in the shooting competition. Right. So, you know, ours is, we shoot yeah. Axe, is American Confederation of Tactical Shooters. So it's five or six bays, it's set up, scenario two gun. You know, we all didn't get ready. You know, it like the first stage, you're like, okay, I. Screwed that one up. So right. now, I'm, now I'm focused. And then because depending yeah. on where you score at in that time, like if you if you shit the bed on that first stage, it's gonna be hard to make up the as far as because we got ours is oh, time. One hundred percent. The competition's right. tight. I mean, um, especially in the pro series, you got mm. you know the top ten are separated by seven, six, seven shots. I mm. mean, it, it's you know it. it so what's the pregame? What's so my pregame. So I'm gonna. I stole this from a, a fellow competitor. So he's one of the top shooters in the world, mm-hmm. and his his thing. He also has a podcast too, believe it or not. So um, his thing is the match has already started. Mm. So hashtag the match has already started. Mm, I like so, that. So um, so the mindset is it, no matter what you're doing, whether it's your doing your load development or you're reloading all your ammo mm-hmm. or you're prepping your gear thinking about it the match has already started you know i mean it, it's a it's a progression but you know i have a system and i have a you know kind of a, a routine that i go through on a match so obviously you got to get my my ammo ready make sure my rifle's cleaned up get all my gear together um i pack everything i have a, a designated area for all of my stuff and I know exactly where everything is at. Mm-hmm. So everything, it's all about consistency in this game. Consistency is key. Consist- what was it? Consistency, consistency equals accuracy. Yeah, we talking pretty, about yeah 100%. I mean, you got to have to have consistency in your ammo, consistency in your process. I mean, even the way you pack your bag, you need to know exactly where everything is mm-hmm. and exactly what the purpose of it is for. Right now, now mind you, you know, you know, we we play video games on Call of Duty oh, yeah. and all that, and then you hear the guy take a deep breath, and then he let it out. 
Like, how important is that inhale, exhale when you're taking Hold that? Hold on and then just... <laughs> yeah. Wow, and he, right. he breaks the, the fundamentals are the most important thing ever. It's uh, natural point of aim, mm-hmm. breathing, getting in a comfortable position, making sure that you're square to the rifle. Um, and that that's everything. Breathe in, exhale, pull trigger. Breathe in, exhale, pull trigger. Yep. So it's, it's, it's not too much different than... than, than... How do I want to say? I'm a CPL instructor. Yeah, um, he's an instructor. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, that's kind of like I'm sometimes I, he more. <laughs> but that, that's 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 what I've kind of adapted to. Like you know, he, you know, NRA or USCC have their way of do this, hold your breath, blah blah blah. But I've kind of adapted to teaching students one how I learned, and then two how I shoot as well. Sure. That that makes you know better practice for me, but makes me better shooter. Um, it's funny. <laughs> Jumping in real quick here, it's funny when listening to you tell your story, uh, y'all, this really was perfect for me <laughs> today because, like, our stories are, like, super similar. Like, sure. I know Washington, I know Washington Romeo, one of my best friends that I've known literally forever. Yeah. He's, you know, well, let's just say he works in Romeo for okay. you know, a, a certain level of people. We'll talk about off, off air because I okay. just want to put my man's stuff out there. Um, but his kids, you know, he lives out there, Washington. You know, I got people out there. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. You know, yeah. like you said, shooting in the backyard and stuff. I grew up like that too. You know, we, you know, I'm an older guy. <laughs> you know, we, we we in our 40s, so and it, you know, times were different in the 80s, where you know, even in the city, you could do stuff like that. Oh my, yeah. My, my granddad, yeah. man, I I got pictures. I don't even remember if I showed him showed him this, but I there's a picture of my granddad on this table. I can't remember if it was a, a pellet gun, BB gun, or 22. I think it was a, a Ruger 22, and he's got a backstop built up in our backyard. Oh yeah, you know, and shooting decent distance with his rifle, and I'm right there, you know, at like one or two years old on his shoulder, and where you know, so I so I can definitely relate as you're telling your story. I'm like, oh, yeah, he sound like like me there with that. That's you know, kind of kind of interesting. But yeah, man, that's that's something, you know, that is. I've, I've always wanted to get into with that, you know, you know. The, the precision rifle game because like I said I learned found out about 338 Lapua and was just interested after that and it was like ooh like you said how far out does this, this rabbit hole go oh it goes far <laughs> so um, so so who built who built your rifle so um the guy who built my rifle uh is actually the same guy who came up with that mantra the, ma- the match has already started oh, so um it's a company here based out of Michigan and Howell um I don't know if you want me to say the name of the company. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We don't. I don't yeah, know. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't yeah, sure. So, yeah. uh, five by five precision. Okay. So, Chad. His name is Chad Heckler. He's one of the, the greatest. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a very good competitor. He's one of the top shooters in the in the world, for that matter. Mm. Um, he's uh, a good all around dude. You know, he's our age. He's in his forties. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and he builds a heck of a rifle. He sure does. So, um, so I got to know him through shooting, you know, here in Michigan, obviously. And then, um, so, and I, I, you know, him and then another gentleman, uh, they do a podcast together. His name's Francis Cologne. He's one of the, he's actually the Great Lakes PRS director, regional director too. So they're both phenomenal competitors, great shooters. Um, and they're, you know, in the top 10 in the world every single year. So tell us, like, go through some key elements, critical elements of a precision rifle, you know, that makes it. Because I know you were telling me about chassis foundation. I mean, yeah. chassis, barrel length, 
Um, we talking about action, triggers, and all that good Sure, stuff. sure. Um, you know, the heart and soul of any rifle is the receiver, the action, right? So um, I would say 99.9% of shooters in competitive shooting start with a Remington 700-based action. There's mm. multiple companies out there that make them. You know, it, when you come to a custom gun, you're even... You're matter. talking about the action. You're talking about the, the receiver with the, the bolt. bolt. Yeah, yeah okay. that you know the the, mm -hmm. the heart and soul of a rifle, right? Yeah. So would that be a bolt carrier too? Yeah, I guess you could say that. That would uh, <laughs> no, so no. so, so no, a receiver. It's the same, a lower. Yeah, if you're talking it, about AF or lower, yeah, yeah. whatever has the serial number on it. How about that? In a, te okay. in a technical aspect, if you were to search up bolt carriers, uh -huh. it probably would come up. But that is the action. I, yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. Yep. So then you. Uh, in PRS, so you got to figure out a caliber, right? So there is no um, restriction on caliber in the really? PRS. Well, there is up to, I believe it's 300 WMAG or 3,100 mm. feet per second. Can't go over that. So, um, but the majority of shooters shoot some sort of variant of a six millimeter or six five. Right. Okay. So um, I started off with six five Creedmoor, um, which is which is actually kind of making a comeback um, into the series. You know, a lot of people move to the six millimeter because of less recoil, um, so you can spot your shots. But um, so my rifle, so I picked caliber, which is a six millimeter BRA. Mm -hmm. um, and then the barrel is made by, um, you know, it's a big, thick barrel. I mean, it's 1.2 inches in diameter truck axle barrel. <laughs> so it weight, weights everything. So mm -hmm. recoil reduction. Right. And then for balance also. So um, you pick out a barrel, gunsmith, who, Chad, he spins up my barrel to my action, and then I get a, you know, a barreled action from him. You know, he, you know, he threads the, the muzzle, muzzle end for a break or a suppressor or whatever you want to use, and then I buy everything else on my own. So um, you pick a chassis. Um, What's a good chassis brand? So the chassis brand that I use, it's made by Masterpiece Arms, or a company out of Georgia. Um, they are phenomenal, well-built chassis. Um, they're the most winningest chassis producer in the world. They win more, you know, that chassis wins more matches than any chassis in the world. Okay. It's the, the I mean, there's a lot of good ones out best there. Of the best. Yeah, it's okay. the best of the best. So, um. What about a trigger? Trigger, I use a Trigger Tech Diamond. So that single stage trigger. So it's a company, they're based out of Canada. They make a hell of a trigger. Look, let me ask you, let me break in and ask you this real quick on that. What, what, you're using a single stage. What's the benefit of a single stage versus a two stage? And do they even make two stages for pro? Oh, 100%. They make two stage triggers. Yep. Um, it, it's all about personal preference, really. I mean, um, I would say majority of shooters use a single stage trigger. So it's just, it's just a clean break, mm -hmm. you know. There's no, there's no travel. I mean, that trigger is set, I believe, around nine or ten ounces. I think. Oh, actually, I think it might be. I think I upped it to around twelve this year. So, twelve ounces. But I mean, you hit it, you know it. Mm. I you mean, know, it's... I guess you know. In, in our game, you know, a, a double, uh, a single state or a double state, a double state trigger, you get that. A little leeway, to like mm. oh, you can put some right, pressure on right, it. You can put some right. pressure, like you yeah, say, oh, yeah, right. I, he don't need no work. Right. Oh, right. for a right. semi-auto, yeah. and that's why I was asking, like yeah. you know, do they make them? Do they even make them for precision? Because yeah. I mean, you you may be ready to take the shot and then say, 
eh, you know what? I don't want to take that shot just yet. And then it's you got that leeway. That's why I was asking, do they yeah. make them for you? Well, I mean, fun, fundamentals of marksmanship. You know, you mm-hmm. finger off the trigger until you're ready, ready to, to shoot. The trigger, yeah. Right, so, so he's probably down there. Yeah. By the time he get down there, he already know. I'm taking okay, this. It's go yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's all muscle memory. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. It happens. Guys, you know, when it comes to a match, you get a, you know, an ND negligent discharge. You're done. That's mm-hmm. disqualification, whole match. You're packing your bags. You're going home. Mm-hmm. Whether, even if it's, even if you have a trigger malfunction. And you close your bolt and you pop the sear on that trigger and you send one down range without meaning to send one down range, you're gone. Mm. Like so in an axe, uh he said, you know, step to the line. If your gun is loaded by any like you just <laughs> mentally forgot to clear it right. prior to the other stage, if you step to that line and that bolt is closed with a round in it, you out. Well, see I guess I'm just saying, but the mental yeah. like how like you get down there, like everything is cool and then yeah. you get down there, it's like, oh shit, I see. Oh that. yeah, yeah. Well, there's lots of protocols in place in the PRS and the NRL, so that doesn't happen. Mm. So it's it's a lot of protocols too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After yeah. after the stage but you have to show clear. Oh yeah, yeah. you have to show it clear yeah. and then you walk mm-hmm. off and go to the next stage. But you do some dumb shit in between <laughs> the one stage and, and the, the next. next like, stage. how oh, did I happens. even do that? You might, yeah. you might have been talking to somebody and showing in this, and then, and the third, and just in the middle of it, reloading the mag, and in the middle of it, you just throw it and like, damn, how did I do? I'd have been here six. St- I'd have been here every month shooting, and how did I do that mm-hmm. dumb stuff? But uh, well, I mean, we're all human, right? You know, right. I mean, it happens. You just gotta, you know, safety's number one, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, we gotta it because the second it becomes unsafe. You know, it ruins it for everybody right. else, right? So, right. Um, you know, at every match, there's a huge safety briefing oh, with yeah. everybody. I mean, it's paramount. It has to happen. So That's definitely, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, and it happens. To, well, yeah. It happens to anybody and everybody. I mean, mm-hmm. some of the best shooters in the world. I mean, perfect example. I'm not going to name names, but um, a shooter last year at the national finale, very first stage, sent one of the top shooters in the world. Nagladinja, no, no, indeed. Mm. Very first stage, national championship. Hey, my mm. my partner say if you ain't indeed at a match, you ain't, you ain't shooting enough. Oh, I've done it. <laughs> no, I've done it. Indeed, myself. So you ain't shooting. <laughs> like, let me. Okay, so hot. Like you got. We went to the trigger. We went to the barrel. Like, mm-hmm. is that twist important? Like, yeah. Well, it, the twist is dependent upon caliber. Okay. So, okay. um, oh, well, you know, yeah. When you get so say like a six five, um, depending on the weight of the bullet, like a six five Creedmoor, you're one in eight twist. Some guys are experimenting with other twists and much heavier bullets for okay. you know to buck the wind more. Um, I shoot a one in seven and a half twist, six millimeter barrel, part line barrel, um, and it's a. I mean, it's a it's a tack driver. That thing will put uh, at a hundred yards. I mean, ten shots in the same hole. I mean, we're talking group size in the tenths. Mm. You know, not in the half inch. You know, I mean, a tenths of an inch. Mm. Yeah, it's it's scary accurate. Mm. So, Man, I didn't even do my clap, man, in the beginning. <laughs> you didn't, but it's all right. Okay. You should be good. We, we at that time, <laughs> right. know that you want. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk about another one of our affiliates, man. It's S&C Logistics, right? So, Dred, if you ever out there, you need some gear. They're a Michigan-based company. They make, they provide outdoor and tactical apparel, and they create unique accessories of their own design. Um, so, they got companies like uh, Defensive Mechanism, uh, Heckler, Tech, and Direct Action. So they make a lot of like they make 
they got chest rigs and everything else, but they also make clothes. They got the pants and stuff that you can wear like outdoor, you know, uh, mm-hmm. base layers and all that. But they have affiliated other uh, uh, Pop Culture 223 uh, podcast. So if you ever go on their website, you can use Pop 10 and you'll get 10% off, 10% off the whole website. So definitely go take them um, a look. Um, check out their website. The Instagram is, I think it's C S C L I um dot L dot store or something like that. But I'll put I have it in the description um down down below. But they're definitely affiliate. Uh go check them out. Um so they're affiliate of the podcast. I want to thank Peter and them for jumping on board um and you know trying to get this yes, sir. podcast going. But we had to pay some bills. So that's another affiliate we had. Uh so I wanted to ask you, and I know Bear probably want to talk about it. Uh, the rounds, like the look, you know, because we were talking about the ballistics, mm-hmm. like the six versus the six five. Mm-hmm. You had said some some key things when we were talking on the phone about how it breaks through the, the feet per second, breaking through the when it's shooting and just breaking, you know, the velocity of the round. So let's talk about that because you got you have the like one thing. You don't buy, you don't go to sportsman club. You can't the body's rounds, right? Every every single round is completely handmade by myself. So right. um So go ahead and talk. I'm gonna... So um so ballistics are everything when it comes, you know, you gotta have predictable ballistics yep. um to know where your bullet's gonna go. Now we've got so much technology nowadays. There's also you know, applied ballistics. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of them. So Applied ballistics is kind of the 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 leader in you know bringing you know researching all this stuff, and they've created their own ballistics calculator software mm-hmm. um, that we use in precision shooting. I don't know, if it, I've got my Kestrel over there um, is that, is on that? the tripod, the orange thing on the side of the, the okay. tripod there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a it's a weather meter basically. Um, it. And it has software loaded on it called Applied Ballistics. Um, That's good to know because I thought it was a camera. No, no, no. It's, <laughs> you oh, got it, something else up there. Right. I thought it was a camera. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's something new. I'll talk about that in a little see, bit. See, that's here. what I thought we were talking about. I thought that was a camera. No, 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 no. Believe it or not, that's a chronograph. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's dope. That's, that's, that's dope. brand new. Okay. Brand, okay. brand new. Just came out. So, um, damn. All right, so back to the original question. About, yeah, what were you talking about again? Yeah, about uh, the about six, rounds. Because he kept talking about the Lepore, and I was All like. All right, so when it comes to rounds, so, um, you know, the, the I guess the key thing is is you want to find a bullet that is has high BC, high ballistics coefficient, but with also the, the right amount of recoil so you mm-hmm. can spot your misses. Got you. That's key. So there's a trade-off, obviously. You know, you can get a bullet that shoots, you know, lightning fast mm-hmm. and is super heavy, but if you can't see it, then what's the point, right? Mm-hmm. So um, so the trend in PRS kind of went from the, you know, a heavier bullet, you know, more recoil because it could cut through the wind, mm-hmm. to, but you to – a smaller, lighter bullet that goes a lot slower, but gives you that fraction of a second to be able to see your misses a lot better. Got you. So that's kind of where my rifle sits, is in that latter category. So I have a, 
a small projectile. So I use a 105, six millimeter, 105 grain burger hybrid bullet. And then the brass I use, I use Lapua six millimeter Norma BR brass that is fire formed to uh, actually improve shoulder. So to give it a little bit more case capacity and then improve consistency, um, which I'm changing to this season to a straight BR, which is stands for bench rest cartridge, and then CCI 450 primer. So, um, what load? What load? What's the load? So I use uh, Vitavori N150 powder. Um, I load 30 grains of N150 powder every single time. What's the charge? Pardon? The like 30. the ch- the charge. So like uh, uh, velocity or yeah. yeah so um, I'm running. Like twenty seven twenty, so twenty seven hundred feet really? per second. Yeah, really. Oh yeah, super slow. Yeah, that's yeah, what super wow, slow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So so let me let me let me jump in and ask you this, man, because we had this this conversation literally right right off camera before we started going, and that's when KJ was like, "Nope, yeah. we we getting into this." <laughs> so we were we were just talking, you know, precision rifles and how I got into you know looking at them, seeing them, and so forth, sure. just to go on air with it. You know, I've been thinking about um bolt action rifles and part of that too is because i've been uh, haven't been able to go hunting and every time i try to want to go hunting something crazy happens or you know i don't have people i'm not really comfortable with to go hunting with sure or people that i am comfortable with aren't going that year it's, it's something crazy that yeah. you know no, doesn't I allow get me it. Get to it happens go. all the time so but even still i've been thinking about the differences of you know sure i can hunt with my ar it's 223 and deer whatever whatever but you know so i've been looking at cartridges for that and you know 350 legend 450 whatever but you know, in bolt action, I saw I thought about it and was thinking about going three oh eight. And then I also was thinking, well, if I go two two three with it, then I'll have to buy another set, you know, a whole nother caliber of ammo, so forth, so forth. As soon as I said three oh eight, you said no. Why? Well now, now mind coming you, when, from the mind of a competitive shooter, yeah. that's where I'm coming from. Three oh eight's a great cartridge. Sure, I sure, mean sure. But it, but the tried but, and true three oh eight. That's why I wanted your yeah. Some guys shoot three oh eight um in the PRS. Now mm-hmm. there's a actually a division in PRS called the tactical division mm-hmm. that is strictly for two calibers. And that's two two three and three oh eight. So it's a separate division from open. I mean it's same rules and everything mm-hmm. like that, but there's a, it has its own separate category. You win your own separate trophy, the the whole bit. So, and you know, some of the best shooters in the world shoot those calibers. I was gonna say, do they so, get to yeah. go to nationals and all that oh, stuff? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Um, you know, I, I just it's not the most competitive cartridge. I mean, even though they're top of their game in their own class, mm-hmm. I mean, some guys they shoot, you know, they shoot up there, you know, in 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 overall mm-hmm. compared to the other guys. But for for actual precision, you want to get you know, high ballistic coefficient bullets. Um, you know, like I said, you know, slower so you can see your spot, you know, mm-hmm. misses. Um, it's just a superior. The bullets are superior. Bullets are everything. Got you. The bullet is everything. Two, two, three. Some guys are, I mean, when it comes to 22 millimeter bullets, there's a, there's a couple of new cartridges out um, that I wouldn't mind giving a shot, um, giving a try. So in a 22 caliber gun mm-hmm. so um there's 22 dasher uh mm. 22 arc which is a new cartridge that horner d just I, came I, out I, I, I just saw that reason yeah, I, yeah. I read about it recently. Oh, we can run though yeah. yeah 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 22 I, I, I arc you can run in an ar platform too now, now that so, i didn't know but i just yeah. remember 
I briefly read something like a highlight somewhere about 22 arc and I, I probably didn't get a chance to read the whole thing but I'm like 22 arc that's a, a new caliber a, is that different or yeah it's okay. just a barrel swap now okay yeah okay. so um but that cartridging and everything is basically like an AR platform cartridge where I could take my PMAG and just load those and you can shoot. load those okay. but they're obviously much heavier bullets right. you know it's not a 55 grain right. you know fmj right. Right? right so this is a probably a 77 grain burger right. or hornady right. ldm match you know um now let me ask you this too because i know we were talking about this as well as far as rifles you know like i said just for beginners and getting to learn bolt action you know i was thinking about a savage axis too and for a beginner that's for that so i'll probably still go with that just because i'm you know price you know, beginner starting off, you know, sure. I don't want to just jump head in and get, you know, full custom joint. And I don't, you know, I'm the guy that doesn't want to have the Ferrari with the brand new license and you tear it up or don't Sure. Do it. I mean, it, it's all about fun. I mean, just, exactly. Yeah. So now, now let me ask you this too, because this is probably going to go into what you were about to say. Yeah. What do you think about, because I, you said that you like, or that Savage is a pretty decent brand. What do you think about their precision rifles for somebody like me? That is starting off. Let's say I, I get with the access to, I'm you know pretty decent. You know I'm shooting you know six five because they make them in six five. Mm-hmm. And then I decide, okay, cool. I do want to get into this PR, but I don't want to spend a whole whole lot of money. I can get a Savage, you know, precision one for eleven twelve hundred bucks. How was that? I mean, you're definitely going to be at a disadvantage compared to everybody else. But okay. I mean, it can be done. I mean, run with your brung. I mean, I've seen, I've gone to regional matches where guys are using their grandpa's, you know, Remington. You know, two four two forty three Remington seven hundred and a mm. you know a wood stock, you know a Monte Carlo type stock. Mm. You know what I mean, so um, you're <laughs> definitely going to be you're definitely going to be at a disadvantage because I mean you got to remember you're running bolt action rifle or like a hunting type rifle mm-hmm. for that matter with the you know long skinny barrel. Right. You know they're made to shoot five shots a day at most. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're not in a in a PRS match. You're shooting. A hundred hundred rounds in a four or five hour window, right? So, so, so even savages, no, savages good. They're, they're precision rifle ones. They are, do, are, are they the do. Okay. So, savage makes a a purpose built rifle for PRS, and, and that's the one I'm talking yeah, about. So, like precision. If, yeah, I I can't remember the name of it, but yeah. it actually comes in a chassis mm-hmm. similar to that. It's mm-hmm. made by MDT. Um, which is this, you know, another awesome company. And that's the one I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, like, yeah. if I picked oh, up dude, that. Oh, you, yeah. you could grab that rifle off the shelf and show up at a match and do just fine. Okay. What's, yeah, I, know, I don't know if you yeah, said yeah, that. I, I, yeah, I might have misinterpreted. Yeah. That's, no, no, that's no, what okay, I was talking about. Okay, all right, about. okay. Yeah, I, yeah. Sorry, I misunderstood. You yeah. said Axis. I thought yeah. we were talking yeah. about hunting style no, rifle. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Hell yeah, that's a great rifle. I know there's plenty of guys who shoot that rifle. Okay. What's the... What's the distance? Did we talk about like what's we the farthest did, we, didn't, shot? No, we didn't talk distance, but and so <laughs> and with the distance too. What, what about like you said? Like you said, this is a Lapua, you know, cartridge. What about like a three thirty eight Lapua as well? You know, shooting those other you calibers. You can't shoot like a three thirty eight Lapua um, in PRS. Okay, it's too fast, too okay. big. So, so that, I think I said I don't. I, you know, don't hold me to this, but I think it's no nothing faster than thirty one hundred feet per second. You said and yeah. three hundred wind mag, I think, is the is the limit as far as caliber goes. Okay. And so it, and that rolls into the distance because I was going to ask for that. Well, I just yeah. want to know what he did, what's the distance? Yeah, what the distance is, yeah. Oh, distance. So anywhere from three, usually around three hundred yards, out to twelve hundred. Mm. So, uh, some of the long range stages go out to twelve, thirteen hundred yards, depending on the range. So, how big is what size silhouette or target are y'all shooting at? Oh man, depends on the match, but I mean. 
you're probably around one MOA target size, mm. one and a half. <laughs> some some matches, depending on if it's a qualifier match, mm-hmm. um, you're shooting half MOA targets. I mean, tiny, tiny, so, tiny. Damn. So how important, because I know you were switching, to talk about how important is that glass? To... Oh, glass is everything. If you think you're going to spend... If you're going to spend $1,500 on a rifle, spend $3,000 on glass. Damn. I was going to ask you that, too. What, what, what kind of... Uh, what kind uh, of uh, so I run, right now on that rifle, I run a Leupold Mark V HD with a PR2 reticle. It's 7 to 35 by 56. <laughs> I mean, I can see... <laughs> I can see a squirrel scratching his nuts. I'm about to you see know? you reaching out and touch somebody <laughs> like, <"Boop." laughs> okay. Oh, I see that thing. Yeah, I mean, it's a hell of a scope. And it's first focal plane is key. You have to have first focal plane. Okay. Um, kind of explain that a little bit to, to so for, So, yeah, for the layman. So, uh, scopes, you got f- first focal plane and second focal plane. So, when you adjust the magnification on that scope, in a first focal plane scope, the reticle moves with it. Mm-hmm. So the subtensions on your reticle change with the amount of magnification. So it stays consistent throughout the magnification range. If you say you have a mill dot scope in a, you know, in a second focal plane, those mill dots only apply to certain magnifications mm-hmm. on the scope itself. So with the first focal plane, no matter what magnification you're at, you know that the data is going to be correct. So Two tenths of a mil. So I run a mil radian scope. Some guys use MOA, but I'd say ninety percent of the shooters use mil radian. So mm. I know that if I'm, so for example, say at four hundred yards, you know, I know that if I'm holding up or down, say point two mils, you know, at, at a range, a certain range, I know, no matter what magnification I'm in, I know that's exactly what it is. It is point two mils. So. Let me ask you this too, because we were talking about this, and for a lot of people that don't know, um, when you're shooting at certain distances past a certain point, you do have to take into effect um, the, the the world, the earth, and the and oh, one hundred percent. So, in my ballistics extra windage and all that good stuff. At what di- what what is that distance out to that you have to really start accounting for that? Versus, you know, like you said, a two hundred yard shot, you may not have to look at it. You know, of course, wind is probably, but not you know so much everything else. At what distance do you have to start accounting for all those extra uh, physics factors? Shall, shall we say? Well, it really any range to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the curvature of the Earth, not so much. Right. So your whatever your latitude is, that's inputted in your ballistics calculator from right. the start. So when I show up to a match. The first thing I do out in the parking lot is I grab my Kestrel, my ballistics calculator. I turn it on. I update the latitude of where you're at in the country. So, I mean, because I travel all over the country for for matches. So, I want to make sure that my latitude is right. And then I calibrate my compass for the area that I'm in. Because there's different magnetic disturbances. You know, there's all Mm. types of crazy Mm. stuff. Mm -hmm. So, and then you get your environmentals, which is your temperature, density, altitude, Mm. humidity, Humidity, you know, everything. And then um, the biggest thing is, uh, you know, when it comes to factors, you got aerodynamic jump. Mm-hmm. You've got spin drift. Now, so what are those? <laughs> I, I've heard of them. No, this so, sounds like some NASA shit. No, no, no. no, no it's 100%. I, I, I've That's, heard of them, but I just wanted, you know, to kind of heard somebody of else a little. Yeah. So aerodynamic jump accounts for, the you know, whatever the wind is. Mm-hmm. So you got a ray hand twist bullet, right? Mm-hmm. So... If that's shooting out of that rifle, you know, at, you know, it's spinning on the right hand. If you've got a one and seven and a half mm-hmm. twist, 
it accounts your calculator accounts for the amount of jump that that bullet has depending on which way the wind's blowing mm -hmm. so if the wind's blowing from the right um and the bullet's spinning into the right it's going to lift the bullet more mm -hmm. as to where the bullets if the, the wind's coming from the left it's going to make push that bullet down. jump it down. down it's going to push it down and then spin drift obviously Coriolis effect with the spin drift so depending on how fast that bullet's spinning it's going to affect it, it its flight so the calculator i don't know the all the formulas for it but the calculate that's what the calculator does it it, it compensates <laughs> it does the for math that. for it you does yeah. the math here i'm trying you. to trying to work hold over that 100 yards from a vtac board yeah right right oh right. it's yeah. Corey, this coriolis effects right it's a vertical lift from the right, nasa right. satellite is not <laughs> going into my hollow well, the farther you go i mean wind affects everything yeah. right so um that that gives you a, a a good ballpark. Not ballpark. I mean, it's pretty precise. You'd be surprised. Do you find it that you because of when you're going further distances, do you have do you still keep the same round or do you run 100%, or do you run yeah. heavier rounds if it's a like it, what distance do you think this is good enough? Oh, I can't. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. No, no. You know, you can't interrupt. What distance is this not good enough? Like, do you think do you, that you would have to make it like a heavier grain or a lighter grain, or which way do you have to go one way or the other to compensate for the extra distance? Well, as far as distance goes, there's no disadvantage to that bullet over any other bullet, okay. it, it, as far as PRS goes. Okay. So, I mean, if you're shooting out to a mile, then, yeah, obviously okay. you're going to want to change that. But when it comes to PRS, anything – you know, out to twelve hundred. There's no. I mean, that that's a very capable cartridge. Gotcha. No problem okay. at all. So, when you start getting into different regions where wind is more of a factor, say, mm -hmm. you know, in Michigan here, we don't really have to deal with the wind as much as right. say guys down in Oklahoma or Texas, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, Oklahoma's or Ooh. even <laughs> Idaho, windy. Iowa. It's windy. So those guys, they know how to read wind better than anybody. Um, not to say that Michigan guys don't know how to read right. wind, but those guys shooting, you know. 15, 20, mm -hmm. 25 mile per hour winds all the time. So, um, so you tend to see heavier cartridges, okay. you know, in different regions depending on, but I mean, it, it, that cartridge is just fine. You just, you just got different wind holds than the guys with bigger cartridges. And that's kind of what I was getting at, yeah. at as far as you saying, like you said, you travel because I know, like you said, like yeah. you just said, the wind here isn't the same as it is in Montana. No, you know, no, it's, no, it's, it's totally Oklahoma, different. The Sofa, California. Yeah. Yep. So okay. I know, I know when I, you know, when I'm making rounds and I make like nine millimeter, like, you know, one twenty four grain, one forty seven. Yep. And the powder charge is like three three point nine, four point or whatever. But how many rounds did you have to go to before you got that formula? Like where you wanted it, how you wanted it. Cause I know that's because you know yeah, and no, I know no. they were saying like nine millimeter, um with some of my rounds like the taper matters. You know the, oh, the, the crimp. I'm sorry, the crimping around the crimp, around yeah. around the projectile matters to get it to be more accurate. Because I was just like, okay, I make uh, reloads, yeah. but manufacturers are a little bit different because it's you know so precise. They got equipment and you know sure, lasers sure. to check it. Mine's are just you know quality control. I'm, I'm in the basement. So how many rounds did you really have to like go through? To make sure that like this is where R &D, I want, because you said yeah. something about this this round hits where you want to hit every time. Every time. Yeah, and I know you didn't buy if that. I do so, my job. Right. 
Did you right. do your job? Like how like yeah. how long did it take you to get that formula together? Well, l- luckily enough when it comes to, you know, this type of cartridge in PRS, you got a lot of guys, you know, swap it, sharing their secrets and stuff yeah. like that. So, for me, when I first got started, when I first using 65 cream or there's tons of plethora of information out there, mm-hmm. you still got to get your load. So I had a good starting point, you mm-hmm. know, um and learned from some of the best out there, you know. So you get a good starting point, and then you tweak it from there. But for the most part, like that cartridge right there, it's easy peasy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like you know it's going to be 30 grains of, you know, X amount of, you know, X powder, and you seed it 50 thou off the lands, and you're good to go. But I know, you know? if you use a different powder, just say something run out. Oh, sure. So you do you do a powder charge. You, you start off, say, a ladder test. You, you know, you load up 10 rounds mm-hmm. or 20 rounds different powder charges in, you know, tenth of a grain increments. Yeah. And then you shoot three-round groups, and you see how it shoots. You know, you find the node of where it shoots the best. Mm-hmm. And then once you get a powder charge set, then you do a, you know, a, a seeding test. So you load again ten different cartridges <laughs> with different seeding depths. I can't stand that, man. <laughs> I can't. What? Bro, once I get that thing set out, I, I hate to even touch that thing. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's like you down there, you twinkling, with it, and I get so irritated, and I go upstairs and say, fuck this, and come down there tomorrow. <laughs> and then like, all right, I feel better. I fixed it. It man. can get tedious. It does. But, you know, that's another reason why I picked this cartridge, is yeah. that it's easy. Right. You know, it's super consistent, and there's, uh, you know, tons and tons and tons of data out there mm-hmm. that tells, you know, if you buy so you buy the blue box, you buy the yellow box, you put in powder, you're good. That's it, right? <laughs> so you buy the brass in a blue box, which is, and then you buy the bullets in a yellow box. Mm-hmm. You throw 30 grains of powder in it. You see the 50 thou off. It's going to be a hammer every single time. If mm. the gun, if the gunsmith did his job, right. Right? Right, right, right? So that's basically what I do. So I it, tried and true. You know, don't change it. Don't fix it if it ain't broken. Right. So. So how has the technology changed over the time? Because you said you got some new things over there you just got. Yeah, so I'll talk about that. So the the, the two biggest things in technology are your ballistics calculator slash weather meter, which is a Kestrel 5700 Elite, Mm -hmm. which without that, you wouldn't be able to shoot PRS. You want to go grab it? Yeah, you grab it. Yeah. No, no, I'm not going to grab it. Oh, yeah, you can grab it. Show it up and put it on the camera. camera. Yeah, put it on the camera. camera, And I was just going to go out and kind of show them. Oh, all right, okay. Oh, he can hand it down to me so I can can go see as well. Yeah, so. All right, turn it around. So the screen, there you go. So that's your ballistics calculator. Here, if you flip it. Yeah, he can do it. Just do it on here because I'm going to show. Yeah, you can just do it yeah. right there. All right. So it's got a little windmill in here, which you point this into the wind. It measures your wind, your you know, the wind mile per hour direction. It's got accelerometers in it. It's got a compass in it. Yeah, I see as soon as you, um, as soon as you literally turned it, just like the yeah. air in here, it kind of moved it a little. Yeah. This 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 figures out everything. Here, I'm going to turn on the so you get the backlight. So Grab that bag. Put, take that oh, bag here, let's back, take yeah. that bag down. So if you can see in the camera here, so that's got all of your, you input your your range, your wind speed, the wind direction, the target direction, the incline, and it spits out exactly what you should be holding. So I'll put it ahead on my. But how new is that technology to the game? Oh, well, this has been around for years, this okay. technology. But what hasn't been around is the software on it. Okay. So Kestrel has been around for a long time. They make weather meters for all types of different stuff. But 
the company Applied Ballistics, which is also another Michigan-based company, um, they have loaded their software in ballistics on that. <laughs> Say it's above you, yeah. <laughs> give me my, give me my EOTech shit, yeah, my dots, yeah. <laughs> and let me go to work. <laughs> and I see the win none. Well, EOTech is yeah. isn't EOTech. That's another Michigan-based company too, Trigicon isn't it? Trigicon and EOTech. Yep, yeah. yep. Send um, it. Now, I didn't know EOTech was. I knew Trigicon was. Yeah. They made up in uh, what is it? It's not. It's not uh, Traverse City. Where's uh, is it Mosquito? No, uh, Trigicon's right there in Nova. Nova, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah right there. Yeah, EOTech, I think I don't know where you. EOTech is a Michigan-based company yeah. too. I don't know exactly where they're. But at. I, I'm glad that I'm finding out more and more to do research or just meeting people that Michigan has a lot of companies that oh, yeah. that's involved. Oh, in, yeah. uh, well, you know, Ford was rolling off tanks. Right. Off the, right. Oh, know, yeah. There's the airport. a lot of. Oh, yeah. There's so a lot of. And I think, like, Mound Road, like, past a certain point, it's kind of like they call it, like, defense, defense lane or something, because like, you got, you got uh, general dynamics that yeah. way. Yeah. You got the. Oshkosh. Uh, Oshkosh. Yeah. You got, and then it's another place up there that make chips for or missile something. Oh, there's all types of stuff here in Michigan. So, so what's the 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 what is the the gray box? I'm a, I'm, oh, all right. So I'm that's a, new here. I'm, I'm gonna go point point them out here. So you you can you, you, can you, you take it off? Yeah, is. you can take it off. You unscrew here. You want me to, to here? No, no. Hold on. No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Here, here. Here, I'll take it off. While he tell us what oh. everything was. Yeah. yeah well, so, here, I'll take so he didn't have to get off the whole thing. So. And we in the studio. You can get up, move around. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah. who's gonna be Vanessa? What's that lady name yeah, from yeah. Jeopardy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna be. I was gonna play Vanna White real quick. Vanna, at this point, dude. Yeah. Vanna White. So, so what's key when it comes to PRS shooting is knowing your velocity, mm-hmm. how fast that bullet's going, and if it's consistent or not. So, um, up until about a month or two ago, um, chron- chronographs have been around for, for, right, for rifles all the time, right? So. You know, it started off with the lightning, mm-hmm. with the antennas coming off, and you know, it, it the bullet passes through it, mm-hmm. and it it goes over a light beam, and it you know, in the front and then in the back, and then it gives you where your velocity is. Then it moved to like a radar type size. You guys lab radars, you know, mm-hmm. those big orange things mm-hmm. you see at, mm-hmm. you know, they look like a you know a, a plank of wood, but yep. they're orange, right? That gets your velocity too, and then uh, magneto speed. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that mm-hmm. or not. So a magneto speed is something that bolts onto the, you know, like a bayonet style thing that goes onto the front of your rifle, and then the bullet passes over a mag, you know, a magnetic strip. Mm-hmm. So that magnetic magnetic field correlates, you know, the change in that magnetic field correlates to how fast your bullets go on. Yeah, right. but they're a pain. They're hard to use. They're big and cumbersome. Um. And they're expensive. I mean, a lab radar, I think it was around six, seven hundred dollars plus. After you buy all the accessories, you're talking close to nine hundred dollars. Magneto speed is what I used. Um, seems to be more consistent. It's easier to use, but you got to strap it onto your rifle and get it into the right position. You know, so that bullet has to pass over it. It was again pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. You know, and knowing your velocities is huge. So. If you're at a match and you got a change of velocity depending on temperature, there's something wrong with your rifle, you need to confirm what your velocity is. It was hard. Mm-hmm. Well, Garmin, in their infinite wisdom. Garmin, boy, that's a name for you. They always yeah. come up with something new, man. Are they? Oh, yeah, okay. Garmin designed this thing. It's the size of a GoPro camera. Yeah, it is. I've seen it. And it is 100. It picks up every single shot. 
Man, I told you when I first saw it, that's what I thought it was, was a camera, man. It is unfreaking believable. This that's is crazy. this is a game changer in the industry. And it, they 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 can't keep them on the shelves. Really? Yeah, and they they literally bankrupted two companies overnight. Dang. Which so, sucks for them, but do you use that in the competition itself? Now you can. This just came out. I haven't shot in a competition with it yet. So mm. what data is it giving you to change? So it, it's giving you your muzzle velocity plus, you know, standard deviation, extreme spread. So you can adjust. So you can adjust. So, so when I, in my Kestrel, if I go to my rifle, so I have, I have my muzzle velocity, mm-hmm. you know, my ballistics coefficient, everything. So I can true my data by velocity. So if I'm out at a range, say on tune-up day, the day before a match, I go out there, I measure my velocity, and then I true it to wherever range I'm shooting. So say at 500 yards, here, I'll push this in there. Hold on. My target's at 500 yards. The magic here. Yep. On set. Yep, here we go. On the Pop Culture 2 to 3 podcast. Yes, sir. (laughs) 500 yards, right? So here, let me get there. Sorry. All right. So my calculator is telling me with this environmentals, I need to hold up 2.7 mils, right? Okay. At whatever velocity is inputted in here. Mm-hmm. Now, if I I have 27.66 in there, say I'm shooting, you know, say 29 or 2900 or 2880 exit. Now I'm at 2.4. Mm. That's a three tenths difference, right? Mm-hmm. So, if for some odd reason, depending on the weather, the temperature, your load data, you need to know your velocity. So then you true it to that. So you put your initial velocity in. You send one at five hundred yards with the information that's on here. It should get you right on target, in mm. theory, right? So, and so, and and in competition, they'll allow you to do that, like to kind of get prep for that, or do you have? Yeah, one hundred percent. Well, now in competition, you had never had a way to check your velocity mm. during a competition because everything was so big and cumbersome, mm-hmm. right? Now I can strap this on my rifle, shoot a stage. I know exactly, you know, what my velocity is, and I can adjust for that on the fly. So your first stage is more or less like a, I don't want to say a warm-up tune-up stage, but more or less. I mean, odds are, I mean, if you shoot enough, it, it, you, you zero your rifle in the morning. So right. when you get to a match, you know, you're usually 6 o'clock, 6.30 in the morning. Yes. For it, before yes. first light. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. So as soon as that sun comes up over the horizon, you can start seeing it. You're zero in your rifle, confirming your zero at 100 mm-hmm. yards, checking, you're, you're bringing out these big things and strapping them to your rifle and making sure that your velocity is consistent. Now, you know what, you can just, boom, slap it on your rifle and do it. It's super easy. This is. You're going to have KJ out here, man, with a, with a PR. I'm going to call Rhett. That's my new buddy. Yeah, shit, let's go yeah. shoot some. Let's go shoot. Let's go shoot 500 yards right quick. But, but that's what I'm saying. You, you, he going to have you out here getting your own stuff to go out here. On an AR, going through an axe match. Going yeah. velocity. Well, what's nice about this? At 30 yards. It's cheap. I mean, as compared to everything else, it's right. $599. It's not bad. It's not bad. And for what it does. For what it does. And then you buy this. I make these myself. This is just a 3D printed item. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of companies out there that make these that, you know, for an Arca rail that goes on and bolts on the bottom of your gun. There's plenty of different options. It's got a quarter inch stud 
you know, like a camera mount, mm-hmm. you know, just a quarter yeah, twenty. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. not gonna pull it off. I'm but, see, you ain't gonna pull it off. Yeah, Shoot, you said you 3D printed them. Shoot, let me get one. I'm getting one from you. <laughs> yeah, no, hey, yeah, you guys, I new I, product I, from Red Precision <laughs> Trident. Well, I mean, I'm making quite a few products these days. So, um, what else? Oh, oh yeah, website coming. What you oh, for the Precision? Ooh. Yeah, hey, you. I've been in. I've been well. Um, I've been shipping out quite a bit of stuff over the last few days. So when this thing came out, I designed a cover that goes over top of it. It's a protective cover. Mm. And uh, I've sold over 400 of them. Nice. Hey, man, listen. Yeah. Nice. Listen, you got, you got, whatever you do, make sure the pop culture two to three podcast. We want, we trying to get on. Yeah, I'll get you guys some. I'll get you some stuff. We don't so. mind. We don't mind I, promoting it either. We, we don't mind promoting. No, 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 no. Oh, it's all right. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not quite ready that ready yet, but it's coming. So what uh two, and I don't know. You probably touched it. Okay, so on. On the axe match stage or whatever, I think the ground count is twenty four rounds for that stage, right? No, okay. Oh, I'm talking about for us. Oh, for you. How yeah, many? Yeah. I guess. I guess I was just wondering for one stage or how many rounds, like, is a stage or oh, how does yeah, it go? Oh yeah, that's probably we should talk about that for sure. Um, so a typical one day match, uh, let's say a regional match for that matter, mm-hmm. you've got usually ten stages, ten to twelve rounds per stage. Mm. Okay. So, um. In ninety seconds. Mm. What time out? I was gonna ask. I was gonna. I was wondering <laughs> out, too. Time out. Time out. Time, time out. Time out. Okay, our stages is what a hundred and like hundred and forty seconds. Hundred and twenty seconds for one stage. I think it's one forty. So okay. So still, yeah, yeah. So that's one stage. You say twelve stages. Yeah, no, it's oh, so, 10 stages at 90 seconds? No, it's so 90 seconds per stage. Per okay. Stage. But still, per though, stage. you're only talking a minute 30. And, and, and now, that depends on the match. The majority of matches are 90 seconds. Some matches are 105 seconds, mm-hmm. so a minute 45 to get off those 10 shots. But you got to remember, you're shooting some, you know, several different positions, different ranges. So you're adjusting your dope on the fly, you know, data on previous engagement. Dope. <laughs> like, yeah. Just, uh oh, he no, got yeah. that dope no, on him. No, no, yeah, yeah, not dope, no, dead on previous engagement. No, that dope, so dope. You're changing, you're changing your dope. You're, cha- you know, you're changing position. Um, I mean, it can, it's a lot. So is that one shot and then move to the next target? Yep, one shot, move to the next target. Sometimes it's from the same position. Sometimes it's a different position. It's all different. So how much of that rifle weigh? That weighs, I believe, I haven't weighed. I took some weight off of it. I had more weight on it at one time. Um, I believe it's around twenty three pounds right now. Okay, so like we like in the once again the matches we do, it's a lot of movement, right? Yeah. So how important or vice versa is the weight, less weight or more weight? Like what are you, is it a is it a mixture? Because if I gotta move Yeah and, and I'm there guys, all and I'm there all day shooting mm-hmm. and yeah. I gotta move with this rifle to like twelve different spots. We talking about prone, up, down. Atypical position because I seen summit kind of, like yeah. we run around with a rifle up drills. Now we yeah, talking about yeah. a, a minute or less. Sometimes the the stage we get over with in like eighty seconds, right? Whatever. Right, sure. But right. it's up down, up down, up down. You know, yeah, arms get yeah. tired. You like, man, I, I'm holding this rifle. I'm doing these up drills. I can't imagine. Well, you're if you run around with this with big, a twenty three pound precision <laughs> rifle, and you got to pull up. And um, I got how much is the AR like? Yeah, what is, yeah. have that weight? Like well, I can't imagine. You guys have a lot, all majority's all offhand shooting, right? So yeah, you're not yeah. shooting on props and stuff all all the time, right? PRS, it's it's there is no unsupported shooting, so. But you running around with the base too, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, with the well, tripod. No, 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 not the tripod. Oh, no, 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 no. That's just for display okay, right now. Gotcha. That tripod I use strictly. I have my binos set up, my binoculars set up. Okay. And that's for spotting the targets and stuff like okay. that. I never. Okay. I shoot with a, a bi or a, a bipod that bolts onto the front of it, which I don't gotcha. have it on there. But gotcha. Um, so there is no unsupported shooting. So some guys run all the weights. I mean, I've seen mm. rifles that weigh thirty pounds. I seen one guy. I was watching. He had like a, I want to say a sandbag at the bottom of it. I have one. I brought. And I think because, but he was. I guess he was running through so many. Like you said, he was shooting from like the yeah. uh, truck tire, and he was shooting from a bench. He was down. He was here. He was there. I was just like, yeah, that gun weighs way more than the mm-hmm. AR fifteen. Like, way how more. does that physical and mental? Like, because after the first or second shot, I'm just like, right. Ugh. Now I gotta get to the <laughs> right. mental. Now I gotta take a breath. Now I gotta relax and shoot. Just to be on, so I was just like, man, that rifle got to be kind of heavy. It is, it is. For it, right? It's physically demanding. It sure is. But um, you want more weight for that recoil management mm-hmm. and for balance. I mean, that's the biggest thing. You want a, a neutral balance rifle so that when you take that shot, you don't got a bunch. You know, you don't got a big muzzle jump. I mean, right, it's right. still gonna jump. I mean, you got to find the sweet spot, right? Has that so, chassis. Right. Minimum is that ch- if the barrel is, is heavy, work does that chassis heavy in the back? Yeah, the chat. Well, my rifle balances perfectly all the way know, through, right? So it's a it's a perfect balance, right? Mm-hmm. So when I set that rifle down on my support bag, which I want it, I it, it'll sit, it'll stay there on its own. I don't need to touch it. Okay. So it's perfectly balanced that way. So and then the more weight. You add, say, you more add weight in the front. You gotta add it in the back to balance, balance that out, out, right? Okay. So I I used to run all the weight on mine, but you know that was when I first started out. I needed that recoil mitigation more than I do now. Now it's more about agility and moving fast. You know, I wanna, you know, I mean, I wanna shoot. Like we have in PRS, we have a skill stage and it's all timed, right? So, I mean, some of the the fastest shooter in the world can do that in 30 seconds. Mm. He can shoot eight shots from four different positions in 30 seconds, mm. sub 30 seconds. Me, on the other hand, I'm in the 45, 50 second range. That's still pretty good. Yeah, that's, that's so that's eight shots at 400 yards, four, eight shots, 400 yards, four different positions, two shots from each position. Mm. So I mean, scale, in twenty man. in twenty something seconds, that's crazy. Yeah, that's stupid fast. Hey, that's like that one dude that's always winning the axe matches, man. Be- Rock, <laughs> man, he got it. He he has to be stopped. <laughs> I just look up and just look at the numbers and be like, so he went to a man. He went to a night shoot up. Um, we got a buddy that's up in um, where is he at? Lake City, somewhere, two hours away. Oh, MTC. Um, he owns Black Creek Black Creek Range. Oh, um, they did they did a night shoot. Um, my boy Jeff. Yeah, did a night shoot. Um, I think it was like seven stages. They had like sixty three people. They also rented out knives, so they had a company to come that you could rent knives out just in case you didn't have it. Mm. Guess who won that match? <laughs> Rock, <laughs> Rock won it, but you know, <laughs> Rock got to be stopped. Oh, he, he's won. your he's the big dog in in your. Well, it's it, it, it just every match. Whether I shoot a match or not, man. 
And I'm, I'm. Still, He's one or two. Yeah, he, Jeff. Yeah, my he, buddy he, Jeff he, was a big dog. He might even be the lowest. I think I might have seen the one going back through the archives. He might have been to like three or. But he four did see the. the un, it's kind of here. Here's here's me hating. Some of the guys <laughs> they create some of the they create the stages. Right. See, that's right. that you can't do that. So, so they <laughs> so they create the stages. Yeah, but, match, match directors typically. In, in the PRS, if they make the course of fire, they can't shoot. Them. Yeah. You know, so, but you get a walkthrough, you get to see it. But yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. We, we that's that's, to, a, that's you, another. Um, you do get to to do and, and it's see. fun, man. Hey, yeah, day, know, it's, it's still fun regardless. It's though, fun regardless. it's still you know we still got people that still. I mean, I'm I'm super new to it. You know, every time <laughs> over the last this year and last year. Oh, so you're I, new to the competition. Oh, I'm super new. So oh, all right. So, so it <laughs> real quick story with uh with with us. So I've been wanting to do competition shooting for years and never was able to find like how to get into it. And then the one time I was I found somebody that was gonna let me go out with their team, yeah. COVID hit. So then it was like, well, that kind of killed that. And then I never was able to get back in contact with this person. Sure. Well, we have a mutual friend and you know, like I followed him on Instagram. We, you know, yeah, followed yeah, each yeah. other back, but we hadn't, you know, really talked or anything. And then like Long story short, from there, the mutual friend was like, oh, yeah, y'all should get together. And then we wound up talking, and then it just, from there, now we're here doing, doing a podcast, and he got me comp wow. shooting. Wow. So, <laughs> how that happens. Right. Well, you know, we got a, it's, you know, we yeah, yeah. we got other things yeah. in common, too, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, life things. Life there, things. But, sure. just, but just yeah. from, that's how it started. And so it was like, cool. So I packed up, you know, went out, did a match, and it was like the match before their championship match. It was their tune-up match. And he, <laughs> and he was telling me, like, hey, that's what this is, you know. He be- came out before the tune-up match of the championship. Right. I'm like, bro. He's like, man, if you, if you want to, but I'm just telling you. And sure enough, I'm like, dang, okay, but that's – but I had fun. Yeah, you know, yeah. And my, my whole thing <laughs> – I jokingly always say, like, yeah, I did better than him. Cause he got DQ. Yeah, so, I got DQ. Oh, but, but, I still, but I still say like, why did I get DQ? From the, when you had the, the when, oh, the, when when your AR, um, I was laying on the ground. I had to, tr- I had to, yeah. I had transitioned to the handgun, and I stuck my rifle on the ground. And uh, like the way he got the up, SRO was right yeah. on, on the line that yeah. the barrel was facing. Yeah. It was oh, unsafe. One twenty rule. One eighty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Literally, yeah. what happened was as he got up. The rifle like swung back between his legs. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I sh- yeah, that what? sucks. Yeah, but hey, man, the safety's. Oh right. yeah, yeah. I wasn't tripping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was tired anyway. I was like, oh, nah. <laughs> he, 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 he ain't joking. But it was just a tuna yeah. match. So it was it wasn't, a tuna yeah, match. But, but that's always been my joke about that one. But you know, yeah. I did, I did do better. <laughs> What's funny is all of this year, my plan was to get out more, and then yeah. circumstances weren't able to do. But guess what match I did have to make it back to this year? Another tune-up match. Same tune-up match. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he liked these. And I'm like, but the one thing I will say about it, though, is it helps makes, make me a better shooter and see what I need to do to make myself a better shooter. Oh, 100%. Because it's, like, it's not like I'm going to the easier matches and I'm going through them and then they get harder or whatever. That's one thing I will say about, you know, being an experienced shooter but not an experienced competition or competitive shooter but just that little bit does kind of, I don't want to say make up the ground, but it, it helps me adjust faster to you know already just understanding the mechanics and, and the math of it. Mm-hmm. But, like, I've already seen, like, okay, I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to change this. I need to change that. I need to put this on my rifle. I need to do this. Oh, this yeah. is the pistol I want to use. Because at first it was just, okay, I just I'm, I got a Glock 19 and I got a CZP-10C. I had other guns that I wanted to use, but, hey, I'm out here, so I'm doing it. You sure, know. And sure. now it's like, okay. I think I done found my pistol. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm I really, really like I still gotta put some more rounds to it to fully, but you know, mm-hmm. I did a uh, I ain't tell you that yet. I did a uh did a um guy ride upgrade on it and some other little things that I'm sure, sure. Yeah. To make it more, you know, comp ready. But I started doing that with my rifle though. Cause it's like the, like you said, when we're there, we get a lot of people that, you know, everybody's friendly, everybody's cool, everybody knows each other. Uh, we got another one of our partners, you know, since the five five six shout out. Um but he buff know, shooter, but right buff shooter one. He, buff shooter one. They've been paramount in helping me. Where literally, like, if he's shooting, the other ones on there telling me, "Hey man, I would do this with your rifle, or I would change this, or I would do that, I would upgrade this, or this is like the same thing you do it in your oh, world." Oh right? yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, you, you I, the shooting, the shooting community yeah. is by far. I mean, I've been involved with all types of sports throughout my whole entire life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I coach travel baseball for my son, and it, it, any type of tight knit community, there is nothing like the shooting community. Oh. Mm-hmm. Nothing like the shooting nothing, community. Nothing. They are literally some of the most genuine, helpful, Agreed. 100%. good people on the face of the earth. And I've met multiple lifelong friends through this, you know, oh, through yeah. this, this, you know, this this competition, mm-hmm. uh, you know, industry. So, um, you know, everybody's there to lend a helping hand. And it, it, what made me a better shooter was, you know, being around those types mm-hmm. of people and they will always help. And, you know, getting out of your comfort zone, like kind of how you were, you know, that was the biggest thing, you know, me shooting little tiny matches around the Michigan and all the time. I'll tell you this, my very first pro series match or two day match, you know, the, where I traveled to made me a better shooter more than any, you know, I mean, it, mm-hmm. it, it you get out of your comfort zone, do mm-hmm. something that you're not used to doing. Right. And it, you, you'll see yourself, you know, excel easily. So, you know, I made a commitment last year to shoot, you know, three out-of-state matches and try and shoot every regional match I could and still juggle coaching baseball right. and family stuff. And My son working out right now yeah. for a couple of colleges. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, I, and I'm here. But. It's tough, man. It's, it was a grind. Um, right. but, I, but I did it. And man, it made me a much better shooter mm-hmm. than I could possibly imagine, and I can't wait to get mm-hmm. the season started. There we go. And you know, uh, uh, another thing go. about the, the podcast, and I'm glad you came on here, yes, sir. is to introduce people, and I'm just you know that look like us that may not be in the game that's thinking about getting in the game, right. like like Bear. Um, and that's one reason with the podcast. I just want to bring on different, uh, different people in different walks of life that still. Love firearms, shoot, mm-hmm. talk sure. about safety in, in the competition world. Because I know when I first started getting the competition game, it wasn't a lot of people that looked like me out there. Um, and that's just the reality of it. And so I hope, like, you know, people listen to this podcast, especially this one, they reckon they probably didn't know about the uh, Precision Rifle Series, didn't know about the National Rifle League, but now they will. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, now they have some groundwork or some tips to things that, that you did to yours and stuff that started them out, they can like, okay, well, I can jump into it, you know, and, and work my way up and, um, you know, get different things and learn stuff. So I, I hope it was a blessing to somebody because, like I said, I, I don't even want – I, I kind of want to get into it, but I was just like, nah, hey, I, I don't know if I can get into the precision rifle oh, game. you can do it, man, because, look, it was a blessing. I'll let you do it. I'm going to shoot your rifle. For me, for, for me, for sure, because I'm going to tell you, I hate to tell you this early, Later on in life, my wife's gonna hate you. Because <laughs> you, I'm the guy that, like, some stuff I'm, I may or may not jump blindly into, but if I know yeah. somebody that's in it, okay, then I'm gonna do it. Because now I got somebody I can lean on 
Same thing like with Casey. I'm out there with Rick. But, but, but she knew, <laughs> she knew I was, you know, wanted to do competition. And it was, but she, I just finally found somebody that I could, you know. Hey, let me say this with. real to you. But, but then it's going to be like, I'm out here with KJ. Oh, what you doing next? Oh, no, nah, now nah, I'm out here with Rick. Uh, like, let me tell you this. <laughs> bro called me, and you know, listen, listen, Rick. He called, listen, I tell people, come out here and shoot with us. Go competition, just like you tell yeah, people, yeah, come out yeah. and shoot. You think they call you, oh, man, you know, such and such. It was cold out. It's nasty yeah. out. This dude was at, on my driveway, I mean, in my, on my street at 6.30, 45, calling me. I'm like, huh? Yeah, or, oh, he I, was ready to go. He was ready to go. I thought he was yeah. going to say, oh, man, I'm going to have to uh, not go. I was like, better. I should stay in bed. <laughs> so he was ready, ready. Oh, so man. some people, they talk about it, but he was like, right. he talked about it, he wanted to be about it. So I was ready, man. I'm he was like, ready. So he was he was dedicated from the start. Man. Well, in advance, tell your wife I'm sorry. <laughs> Trust me, I've got a buddy that I shoot with, and I, it's a big joke. Now it's no big deal. But when we first, I said, every time I see you, it costs me $500. Right. Because he has some sort of new gizmo or gadget that I just have to have, right? So um it, it's it's funny. So well and, and then I'm glad that, you know, in my circle too, like in your circle, when I first started in the gun world, I bought stuff that people already tested, already tried and true. Right, so I didn't go sure, down to let right. me try this, let me try that. Right. Da, 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 da. Now the first rifle I bought was an Anderson. I got shit for it, but you know, I kind of upgraded to a Daniel. Um I got a Daniel defense. And I know they you said Daniel Defense is in the precision world now. Oh yeah, they they make a great rifle. It's a Delta Pro, I think is called. And, and you know, you know that's the rifle they gave away at CRC Championship. It was that one. Yeah, I thought it was AR. Ooh, no, it yeah. was a, it was a precision, it was a precision, precision? bolt gun, right? Ooh. It was a bolt. Yeah, yeah remember? It I, yeah, gun. it was a bolt gun. Yeah, it's a, it's a good rifle. I, you I, know, I did see that because I went back because I was showing somebody else the prize table from uh, CRC, and I, now that you mentioned, it, I, yeah. it did kind of look more it was, like it was a, like it, a precision. Yeah, yeah, I, it was a, it was a uh, Daniel Defense mm. uh, precision rifle. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, so I mean, obviously, we just scratched the surface of all this stuff, and you know, I, I appreciate you guys having me on because I mean, I love talking about oh, it. just yeah. like you oh, guys, yeah. we like talking about this oh, stuff. Yeah. So, good resource, and a shout out to my to my buddies. They have a podcast called Miles to Matches. Okay. If anybody wants to learn about precision shooting, that is a phenomenal resource, okay. and they start from the beginning all the way up. And um, I, so I would definitely look that up. If you guys want to learn some more, because they're uh, they got they on Instagram and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, they're on Instagram, they're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, right. the whole bit. So, Only, yeah, because they, they like us. They're everywhere. Yeah, they're so, everywhere. So, so um, I'll probably reach out to you to get some inf the inf when I start editing, breaking down, putting content sure, out. Sure, I'm always sure. want to tag people, especially your you know your crew, your circle of people, so they know. Oh, he was on the podcast, you know. So this we all in the community, you know, working. They may give me some tips for podcast stuff or whatever. Sure, so sure. We're just not starting. So anything else? I got, I got one more thing. Anything else, Bear? You want to ask me? No, man. Okay, so <laughs> I got least, I got a little something we can get out. At least not off the top of my head. I'm, I'm kind of satisfied with my fancy. I'm just going to sit back here and look at the rifle more. You see how I can look at <laughs> that? That's dope. Oh, I go, down, I go down in my gun room, and I just look at it all the time. <laughs> right. right. Hey, baby, right back. Yeah. Down in that damn gun room again. Right. <laughs> so, listen, how, how was y'all? How, how was everybody's holiday day Thanksgiving? Uh, I'm about ten pounds heavier already, but what about you, Bear? Well, that's good. As we talked about, I was supposed to be going down south. Oh, that's right, family. But you know, I wound up. Uh, my youngest had pink eye. I had oh. a sinus infection. I was from hell. 
uh, sinus infection gets cleared up, and he had you know pink That's eye cleared up some. But then on top of that, right after that, then my oldest had pink eye. Uh, <laughs> well, here, here, I was just thinking about so this, bro. It was cool, hey, hey, but that was just on. I take, I say that with, with sarcasm. To, it's like, gee, okay, but it actually wound up not being bad. Um, I, I smoked the uh, uh, what did I smoke? I smoked the ham, and I smoked uh, did I smoke the no. We had a ham and a turkey, but my wife did the turkey, and then I did the ham, yeah. and I smoked it. I think next year, I think I'm going to wind up smoking, you know, just doing both or whatever, because yeah. I know I did that before, like the first, because that, that's been like another passion of mine that I'm starting to get into the last couple of years. Is smoking meat. Smoking uh. meat. <laughs> smoking meat. Yeah. Pause. But once you get on it, though, it's like... Oh, okay. This is actually pretty, you know. Oh, so it's yeah. like, like the first year we, I got one. I got a, a cheap, smaller smoker from, um, yep. from Cabela's. It was on sale. Sure. Um, um the, was it not masterpiece or master? Yeah, master I know, choice, yeah. Whatever. And it was a, uh, like I said, it was super cheap. But I did a turkey breast and I did a, a spiral sliced ham. And I'm, and bro, when I tell you, like, yeah, it's good. Can you like, bring me none. Uh, well, I know you did, so I mean, oh, I couldn't have brought you no oh, in, but, okay. <laughs> but it was, it came out so tender, and yeah, it was yeah. so, you know, it's different when you actually do it, sure, versus, you know, sure. and it was like, okay, this is the way to do All it. Right, so, I got yeah. a question. Sure. So, but the holidays coming up, right? I need, Red, I want you to finish this statement. <laughs> and then, oh boy, <laughs> here we go. Okay. Cousin yeah, Lee, here. Cousin Lee or Cousin Sheila messed up the holidays because of <laughs> uh, showing up in their underwear. It's <laughs> a good one. I I don't know. Well, you definitely put me on the spot. Holy cow! That's a good one. Though. <laughs> All right, cousin Lee or cousin Sheila messed up the holiday the holiday dinner because of what? Showing up drunk. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Effing up the macaroni. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cousin Lee. <laughs> Yeah. A cousin Sheila messed up the holiday dinner because they messed up the macaroni. Yeah, yeah. seen some shit on TikTok. Yeah, uh, you know, I think I've heard that one before. <laughs> Somebody was talking about it, something similar to that. TikTok cooks, boy. They, hey, man. stay away from them TikTok cooks. Hey, I can't yeah. think of her name. I can't think of her name, but there are there's two of them. There's two people. One of them's a uh, brown skin lady. I can't think of the other person. But she actually cook cooks and like she's got a cookbook now and, and, and the, her, her recipes be the truth. I've actually Step off of TikTok. Wow. Well, no, I've seen her on Facebook, but she is on TikTok. But uh, yeah, that, okay. But her recipes actually be legit though. They yeah. Hey, yeah. Red said coming coming in their underwear. Our question was, did they start off in their clothes and they <laughs> ended up in their underwear? Or well, what? see what it is is they got too drunk, right? And then they ended up in their underwear. Hey, <laughs> and they were already and they drunk. Were, yeah, hey. that's how they messed up the macaroni. That's how they messed up the macaroni. <laughs> hey, I tell them, I said, listen, you come to my house, don't, don't, don't. Hey, I got, I tried this new TikTok. Bye. Bye. Yeah. No, for the holidays, you don't do that. <laughs> you bring tried and true. Right, right. Nothing else. Right. I don't care what it is. So, Rhett, are you on, um, on Instagram or anything? Or you got. Yeah, I am. I'm on Instagram. Uh, see, I'm new to the whole social media thing. I haven't really done a whole lot. So, I'm on Instagram, um, Ashton Precision. So, um, and then on uh, Facebook. Not quite there yet with Facebook. I'm still getting there. So I'm not even. No. Nope. So yeah, Ashton. Right uh, at. Yep, that's me. Got him. Yeah. Got him, coach. So. Got him, coach. Um, it, there's some gun content on there, and then uh, car stuff. I'm a big car guy too. I've got a a nice built car that I 
put on there. And I, I don't even want to talk about I it. Got nope. I got nope. 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 <laughs> nope. That's part two. Because if we already 20 minutes in. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, we, okay, what you got? Just go ahead. Got it. Quick, we, we, I, I got a Corvette. We so. got three minutes to kill. Okay. We almost had an hour and a half. So. Okay. I've got a Corvette, supercharged Corvette. Okay. It's about 714 horsepower to the wheels. Okay. What year? So what year, yeah. It's a 2000 C5. Okay. So okay. it's got a fully built motor with a supercharger, you know, full built tranny, everything. Man, I got to introduce. I got to introduce. Well, one day we probably just got to get out all everybody. A guy named Daryl, he works at uh, Brickworks. He has a 2012 um, Corvette twin turbo. Oh, damn. He got every staccato, Xfinity, what, everything. He got. Yeah, once you get the racing folks with that bad boy. He got a badass Chevelle, and he got a twin turbo. <laughs> he got a twin turbo Corvette. When I'm telling that thing is. Oh, that's wild. Wow. Hey, man, when you see me in my 93 Mustang, just know if you hear it, I, I don't want no smoke. It just sounds good. Uh, it can't go wrong with a 93 Fox body. Hey, Absolutely. It, it just sounds no, no good. smoke. Yeah, it just sounds nothing, good. That's nothing it. better than that 302 with a set right. of Flowmasters right. on it. It's one of right. the best sounding engines That's ever exactly made. That's exactly what yep. I got to yep. it. <laughs> no, it just sounds it good. It just sounds damn good. I don't want no good. smoke. Yeah. So, so, Red, in that, in that goodie bag, man, you got your oh, look, right. you got your cupcake. You got a. Uh, yeah, I got my cupcake. You got right your cupcake from the lovely wife. Um, yes, sir. Uh, I got, got uh, you got FLP firearms legal protection. protection. What else we got? Carry so we firearm. Got, that's some more FLP yep. stuff. And then you got you uh, uh, uh let's see, we got Walk and Talk America stuff. Oh, that's it. Yeah, Walk and Talk. So yeah, definitely take a look. You know, anybody that needs that, definitely take a look in the Walk oh, and Talk. Happy America. Metal Life Swag Shop. Swag Shop. That's me. Ten percent off. That's you. That's oh, me. Nice. Yes, sir. Yeah. And they got the little wristband. That's all yep. oh, that. Okay, the W. And then we got yes, sir. What else? We got some more. Some stickers. more FLP stuff, yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. So, you know, so if you, hey, FLP, uh, firearm lead protection. If you protect yourself, they will protect you. So take a look at them. That's another affiliate awesome. of the podcast. Are they they based out of Michigan or yep. they all over? Yeah, Sp- all Spencer over. is one of the you know one yeah, of the dudes that come talk to. Oh, you. Oh, that's okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah they're, they're I, but they are based out of Michigan, though, I believe. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, we'll have to check it out. You got any Put more you. patches too? Heavy my lifestyle pack. Yeah, like I gotta get some. Back. Yeah, I need. I need one of them too. I gotta get some. Yeah. I gotta. I gotta re up since we've been doing the podcast. I didn't know if I want to get those or the pop culture ones done. So um, there we go. Yeah. Oh, I like the hat. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Take out the swag shop, man. I'm gonna have to check it out. And we um uh, we talk about we're gonna talk a little bit after the air. So we can wrap. Uh, Bear said we can wrap it up. So listen, check us out. Please share the information. Please uh subscribe. Hit that little button at the bottom. Don't cost you nothing. Share it. Don't cost you nothing. Just get the information out. Um, like I said before, game recognize game. We recognize you, so please recognize us. And we out. Thank you again, sir, for coming by. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me, guys. That was awesome.